What's up, friends? I'm your host, Amanda Smith, and welcome to the Girl Gang Podcast, the show where I chat with inspiring women about business, life's challenges, and building community because we all need it. If you need a girl gang, this podcast is for you. in and we will get rolling Hi. all right so let me pull up our question cool cool all right everybody's rolling in from our last session we'll give it a second um guys we are so excited to have miss jenna boyd hello everybody <laughs> <laughs> um, like we connected not like years ago a couple years ago um through Dana Fields, through Dana mm-hmm. Fields, and it's still, like, crazy to me that, like, <laughs> I don't know, it's just, like, the world is crazy, you know? Yeah. Where do you even meet people, right? Yeah. Um, so, at the end, we, y'all, we were talking about leadership and what that looks like in our career and our business today, so if you have questions for Jenna about these, what we're going to go through, save them, write them down, put them in your phone, and we're going to leave some time at the end for some Q&A. Ooh, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, you ready? Let's get started. Yeah. Do it. Why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Let's do that. Sure. Well, hi, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. Um, and first, I just want to say I'm, I'm Jenna Boyd. Um, I've been acting since I was two years old. So this has been my entire life. Um, and I do also run a direct sales business and have since I was in college. So um, both of those things are things that I'm very proud of. One has sort of enabled the continued journey of the other. Um, And I can explain a little bit more about that at some point. But I do want to say that, you know, this is a pretty big topic that we're addressing, leadership. That feels like a pretty big deal. And so um, I do approach the subject with humility because the more I learn about leadership, the more I realize I don't understand about it. And so it's something I'm learning about constantly. And so I I come to you with what I've learned in my 27 years, but also please understand I'm learning new things every day. So I love it. Well, I adore you. I'm so glad we're doing this and I really want to come to Tulsa now. Like, dude, it is the most underrated place. I I, I struggle all the time with like telling people you are missing it. Like Tulsa is incredible. Um, well, you did that little staycation at the hotel and all of that stuff. And I was like, that's in Tulsa? I know. So that's the thing is that I struggle constantly between like fully pimping Tulsa. Like, it's amazing. Look at all this stuff. And being like, nobody come here because it's perfect like it is. Like, nobody <laughs> no influx into Tulsa. Right. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, I love it so much. Well, we're going to Broken Bow in October. Oh, fun. Anyway, let's, let's get into this. Um, we met, like we were talking about a couple of years ago, cause I did Rodina Fields and that's what allowed me to like start my business here. And, um, we just connected that way. And I was like, oh, she's like also an actress. You know, like, this is crazy. Like, and then you like actually messaged me back and I was like, let's be friends, you know? Um, it's been so fun. You've been on the podcast too, like early stages of the podcast. So if you guys want to listen to her episode, 
it's like before episode 20. I don't remember, but um, let's dive into leadership. And if I'm looking at my questions are up here. So yeah. Um, as an actress, so how are you a leader on and off set, right? Obviously right now you guys are not shooting, but yeah. hopefully again soon. Um, how are you a leader on and off set in your role, things like that? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess as an actor on set, you're not, a, you're not like the person with the most say so, you know, you've got showrunners and directors and producers and people that, um, have access to the money and all of this stuff. And so, um, I don't, I don't run the show by any means, you know, when just being an actor, but, um, actors absolutely are leaders on set because actors, from what I have learned over the course of my entire life doing this is that we're responsible for setting the tone and the pace on set. Mm -hmm. So if there's a miserable actor that like they have the power to make an entire set miserable. Um, and I've watched it happen. And if there's an actor who shows up grateful every day and joyful and all of those things, they have the power to make that the culture of the set. Right. And so um, that's a pretty powerful thing. Um, so not only is it kind of just the tone of everything, but the pace for sure, because everybody else can be prepared and have all their ducks in a row. But if the person who's gonna be in front of the camera doesn't, it slows everything down. Yeah. Um, so if I'm not prepared, then it doesn't matter how prepared everybody else is. If I'm learning my lines as we go in rehearsal, then like, it doesn't matter that every, the camera is set as a, exactly as it's I can imagine you doing yeah. that. You are, that, I don't feel like that's your personality at all. I feel like you're like- Oh, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I love to so be prepared. prepared. <laughs> Yo, very, very type one Enneagram situation <laughs> over here. Yeah. Um, but I've also seen it play out where, you know, I've seen it play out often where there's, actors that show up and like that's when they find out what we're doing that day and it really does slow everybody down um and it makes a big difference i mean it costs money <laughs> to go slower and um it's people's time that we're talking about and that's valuable um and i think sometimes we forget that that every single person has a life outside of that set. And so, you know, on set, like, I really do feel like those are the two biggest things. And any leader really, like a leader of an organization, like you set the tone and you set the pace of everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's a huge responsibility in my opinion. And as far as just yeah. offset, um, being offset, I, I mean, there's probably a lot of people that would argue this, but I personally think you have a responsibility to be the same person on set as you are offset. Um, it's just, um, I think we've encountered a lot of people who are a certain way when it matters and they're in front of leadership and it's impressive to be this way. And then they aren't that way around people that can't give them a boost career-wise or socially or whatever that is. And so I take responsibility to be the same person on set as I am off set. I love that. I think we can apply that too, you know, as a business owner being the same person behind your phone and face-to-face -face or six feet apart right now um you know being the same person you know i just 
I've seen so many times where I have met someone in person or um, virtually that they were nothing like I thought mm-hmm. from what I saw on their social media. And I was like, this is very different. Yeah. And it wasn't like it was a bad experience. It was just, it didn't really match, you know? Um, so I think that is, is super applicable, right? I mean, it's, it's a tricky thing because it's like, no, I don't owe anybody anything. Like, but it's also, I just feel like if I'm putting something out there mm-hmm. that gives someone else the impression that's not reality, that's just irresponsible of me. Yeah. You know, that's it's not that I owe them something. It's just irresponsible. Right. Yeah. It's just irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Type one. Here we go. All of this is going to feel like. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's <laughs> I'm so, I mean, you know, but I'm such a seven that I'm like, I need this from other people in my life, you know. There's and so many being, sevens in my life. I don't know what <laughs> that is, but. I think, I don't know, you probably just attract that because it's like a moth to a flame. Like, I see structure and like, oh, she has like all her stuff together. And I'm like, ooh, (laughs) teach me your ways. Although I'm getting better. I have a lot of three tendencies, but I dig it. Um, So in our jobs and in our businesses, you know, Mm -hmm. some of us that are are listening are either running a business full-time we have a side hustle and a corporate job or, you know, day to day job. Um, you know, how can we lead by example, even when we are not, you know, a technical leader role. So like, even though we're not the CEO, even more, no, even though we're not the manager, things like that. Yeah. I mean, I think that because it's, it's an odd, um, it's, a, it's kind of an odd situation because as an actor, you're the person everyone sees, but you're not the CEO of the operation. And so um, I, from what I've learned in both my business and um, and in my acting career is just that like serving is really how you lead when you're not the CEO and even when you are, but um, you can lead people so well by serving. So, I mean, I think like the questions I ask myself is, has like this CEO figure, so like a director, let's say, have they cast the vision for where we're going and what we're doing? And is that something that I can fully buy into? Mm -hmm. Um, And if the answer is yes to both of those things, then it's like, okay, then I'm gonna serve that vision to the best of my ability Mm -hmm. um, and to like the maximum capacity that my role will allow, even though I'm not head honcho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think service is the way to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, because you will be elevated, um, to those leadership positions. I mean, it goes back to just for me, I'm reminded of biblical principles when it's like, if you are, you know, if you are responsible with little, you will be given much. And so, um, if you serve the vision as a whole, and you do that wholeheartedly and joyfully and responsibly, then you will be elevated to those leadership positions. Mm-hmm. But you can't be expected to be elevated to those if you're not willing to serve the vision of another leader. Yeah. That makes sense. So. Yeah. Well, and serve like for real, not yeah. in a performative way. You know, I think it's right. easy to see a 
shiny object or see a possible mm -hmm. promotion or something and say to yourself, well, I'm just going to do this and then I'll get there. I'll get what I want. Right. No, you, you really have to do the work yourself internally first and then decide, okay, this is how I need to approach it. Right. Um, because otherwise it just doesn't work. <laughs> right. And I mean, like, I, I do think about the reality of that on a set is that if a director is trying to put a movie together, that's, you know, highly dramatic and intense and all this stuff. And then as the actor, I'm serving the vision of a comedy. Like that doesn't, we're not, none of us are going to win, you know? And so I have to be on board with somebody's vision and like really serve that to the best of my ability because we really do all win when that happens. Like the right movie gets made, you know? And so that's, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, so as a leader, you know, when we don't, do what we are coaching or what we are preaching ourselves, how can that impact our work? So I think, I mean, everybody does this, right? Like we, we, for whatever reason, sometimes we get put in this pattern of like just becoming a little comfortable or complacent or yeah, like something switches in our brain. That's like, well, that doesn't apply to me right now, right. you know? And then we don't practice what we preach. So how do you think that can Im impact our work? I mean, the, the first thing that I think of is that, like, how would you ever expect anybody to take you seriously? Like, for any length of time, <laughs> if you, if people can see a drastic difference between what comes out of your mouth versus what you do on a daily basis, like, mm -hmm. that people will stop following you, and then you can't call yourself a leader anymore, because if ain't nobody following you, you're not actually a leader. <laughs> so right. um, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Um, but something that was taught to me very early on in my um, direct sales business actually is that, you know, a team of people who are following you will do at a maximum 30% of what they see you doing. And I was just like, whoa, that's huge. And so whenever I feel like, you know, okay, I don't feel like as an organization, we're moving as fast as we should be, or we're not, you know, performing as well as we could be, like, we're not reaching our potential here. Mm -hmm. Then I look at me and I go, huh, okay. If I take what I'm doing and I look at 30% of that, am I okay if everybody's doing 30% of what I'm doing? And most of the time when I'm unhappy with my business, the answer to that is no, I'm not okay with that. And so if you're not okay with the people that are following you doing 30% of what you're doing, if that's not going to cut it, then you need to bump it up. Like yeah. you've got to take responsibility for that. Yeah. Um, so that's a really big deal. That was a big thing that I learned really early on. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to do the things that you're asking other people to do, you will so quickly lose touch with reality of what, what it is that they're even doing. Like, yeah, I, long <laughs> yes. So like, I remember a few times there were people kind of coming in and out of our corporate team, you know, on our direct sales team early on that would say, Hey, you guys should, you know, when you're talking to people about the products, you should say this. And when you're talking to people about the business, say this. And I'm just like, have you like you guys are so out of touch with what we're doing because i remember um, yeah and so um thankfully we have great leadership but there have been people come and go just like they're all all the time 
um, that were completely out of touch with what we were doing and what conversations looked like. And so um, I cringe to think that that could ever be me. Mm. Um, and so that's always been extremely important to me is that I do not ask my team to say things um, or I don't coach them like, hey, here's how you would respond to that if I'm not actively also saying that to people I'm talking to mm-hmm. about the business or the products. I mean, that's ridiculous. So, um, and I mean, from other business owners that I know and love and respect, like one of my really good friends here in Tulsa owns his own construction company. And he often will get out there with a hard hat and a shovel and work alongside his guys. And he told me the other day about doing that. And he was just like, you know, I, it's a humility thing for me, but it's also a humility thing for them. Because if they see me out here going like, wow, okay, he can get out here and do that. So he actually really doesn't need me to be out. So if I'm gonna stick around, then I need to actually be doing a really great job. Mm-hmm. you know. And so um, I thought that was incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. And I just uh, had a phone conversation with um, a producer the other day who has show run for so many different comedies, uh, all shows that we would know. Um, and he was talking about just the culture of a set and how important it is for him. Like he was at the craft service where like all the snacks and stuff are, and he, he refilled the coffee pot, you know, and somebody walked by and said, why are you doing that? There's a ton of other people that could do that. And he was just like, we like, doesn't we, matter. We all do, we all make this ship run, you know? And so, um, I do think it's important to not be above doing the small things. Cause if you want to create a culture where people will um, pick up so-and-so slack and like really just serve the vision, then you have to show people that you're also willing to do that. Absolutely. I mean, so my husband comes from small town, Arkansas mm-hmm. and we're very different. Yeah. <laughs> very different people but we work so well together because we learn so much from each other. And he has taught me so much of the, from the perspective of if you at your core are not willing to go work and clean toilets somewhere to accomplish XYZ goal, then like, how cool do you think you are? (laughs) You know, I mean, and, and so I couldn't, I could not agree with you more. Yeah. One question I was thinking is, you know, I think we can look at that in, in the 30% thing, you know. Yeah. If, if not, then we have to bump it up. I think that can be overwhelming then, possibly, to say, oh, well, now I have to, like, you know, I think it, in my brain, that, that tells me, well, do I have to, like, work harder? Like, I feel like I'm already working hard. You know, like, what do I need to change? You know, what do you think about that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I mean, that can, that can look really different. Whereas like, Mm -hmm. if you feel like, huh, there's a lack of humility or there's a lack Mm -hmm. of people taking responsibility or, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be how much stuff is getting done. You know, you just, if it feels like there's something lacking culturally, then it's like, okay, then what, how am I how can I reflect more of that mm-hmm. or how can I demonstrate more humility or, you know, whatever it is. So okay. it's not always about like doubling down on your effort or your time or yeah. but sometimes it is. And sometimes yeah. there's seasons for that. Um, 
I know that, you know, very early in my business, I felt like people were too scared to reach out to people and kind of say like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is the business I've started, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, things have changed quite a bit now where like the approach is a little different, but then that was totally the effective thing to do. And, um, and so I felt like, man, it doesn't feel like people are willing to do that or people are scared to do that. And then I had to look at myself and be like, okay, but how often am I doing that? And if I take 30% of that number, that's the max that people who are following me are doing. And so sometimes there is a time to ramp up your actual activity and the time spent, but sometimes it's just a, like a character development thing or a cultural mm -hmm. thing in your team of people. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone that you are like, you know, held accountable with, like as far as a mentor, like what are, what's kind of your philosophy on that point? Because sometimes it's hard to see what's going on in our own situation. Yeah, that yeah. was, yeah. Um, I, I do think that it's important to have three different kinds of relationships in your life. Like, um, I think mentor is a really important one. Mm -hmm. I think friends are also super important. And then mentees, you know, of yours. And they all serve very different purposes. And very rarely can they make a crossover because of just the dynamic of that relationship. And so a mentor is there to offer correction to you. You know, mm -hmm. if they see something in you, that is the relationship wherein it is safe to call those things out. Mm -hmm. um, friends sometimes can do that, but it affects a friendship. Sure. You know, if they're constantly correcting you, that doesn't feel like a friend. Friends serve the purpose of encouragement and walking alongside you. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you have somebody you are actively mentoring, that's developing your leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and you're pouring in from what you've been filled into. So, um, but rarely can those things make a crossover. It's just uncomfortable. And sometimes people grow out of the mentor relationships and end up becoming friends and that's great. But yeah. there is kind of a transition period where it's like, no, now you're not constantly correcting me. Now we're in an encouragement, yeah. zone, you know? And so yeah. I do think that stuff is important, but it's, yeah. I think it's incredibly important to be clear about like, okay, what is this relationship? Because if you're feeling constantly corrected by somebody you think is your friend, then you just get frustrated and feel brought down a lot rather than um, someone you're going to go like get coffee with. <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm going to invite you, you're going to get on to me. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there is a, a relationship for that, but yeah, for sure. Um, so this kind of leads into our next question. How do you feel feedback, feedback plays? A role in your growth. You talk, you and I talked about this kind of behind the scenes uh, last week, but um, you know, getting feedback from you as a leader and your team from those mentors, yeah. things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think being open to that is a humility issue. Um, mm -hmm. It again makes me think of a verse in Proverbs where it's like, "He who hates correction is stupid." Like it literally <laughs> says that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but for it and take it. Yeah. I mean, I love that because if you, if you do notice like those that do not want to be held accountable, they never want to be corrected are absolutely miserable people to be around mm -hmm. like awful. Um, because they think they've got it right all the time and they are so above, um, the change or being challenged or anything. And so those are not fun people to be around. They're awful leaders. Awful. 
<laughs> and so, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's incredibly important to have enough humility to accept correction, whether or not you make an adjustment mm -hmm. depends on, you know, that person's role in your life and like how truthful what they're saying is. Sure. Um, but I think it takes self-awareness also because you need to be able to receive something and go, is that actually true about me? Um, and can I accurately assess that in myself? And so, um, but I do think it's important to accept feedback from people that follow you uh, because that's probably, those are the people that probably have the most insight into where your leadership gaps are. Like I know 100% if I asked my team, <laughs> Like, hey, what do you think I could be better about? They'd be like, you could probably reply to a text a little bit faster. Like that would <laughs> be like 100% be something that they would say. Yeah. Um, and so I think you can intelligently welcome that. Mm -hmm. um, and something I've done in the past with my direct sales team is say like, hey, what's one thing that you think um, – maybe could be better about our team as a whole because mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to take responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm also not inviting a criticism, like a roast on myself, <laughs> you know? Um, cause that's not helpful for any of us. It's like, Hey, what could our team, what's one thing our team could be doing better? Yeah. Um, and what's one thing that you think we do really well. Mm -hmm. So I also want to know what we do well and not just what I'm not doing. Right. Right. Yeah. It needs to be, a balance, you know, for sure. Yes. I cannot help but think of um, on the office when they roast Michael Scott and then he <laughs> cannot handle it. Yeah. And then he goes back and roasts everybody else. <sighs> so good. Boom, roasted. Uh, boom, roasted. I love it. I love good office uh, reference. Good. So, you know, as a leader, I think, especially if it depends on our personality type, but Mm -hmm. we feel pressure or, you know, I mean, like it almost is like we have a little bit of weight on our shoulders, but it's not really a burden. You know, what, what do you think there, is there like a healthy level? What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I have said these words, I think a lot on this already, but I, I don't love the word pressure because yeah. that just feels like um, I've put that on myself a lot in my life. And that's just, let's get away like, from nobody's it. having fun when that's the case. <laughs> right. um, but I do think that like, I think taking responsibility over pressure is like mm. where I want to stay. And there mm. is a healthy level of taking responsibility. Mm. Um, and you know, the reality is, is that what, like the efficiency of my system, when I bring on somebody new to my direct sales team could be the difference between them sticking around and succeeding for a really long time or not. I mean, that is the reality. They also have to take responsibility for their own work ethic, but like I get, I have to take responsibility for if I'm setting people up for success or not. Right. Um, and like, am I available to them or not? Um, mm -hmm. Because some people will never need that. Some people will never need 
any help. Like I didn't, you know, and this is something I've had to work on personality wise is like, I never needed anybody to hold my hand. Sure. Um, so I do not understand why other people need that, but other people do sometimes. Yeah, and so have to do that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And I mean, the reality is too, is that on a set, like if my, my performance being great or not mm -hmm. is the difference between hundreds of people having a job for four seasons or just one, like <laughs> that is kind of a big deal. And so I don't need to walk around with the, this heavy pressure of that necessarily, yeah. but like, I do need to take responsibility for it. And there's a lot of ways for me to do that. Like be prepared every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and like give my best every day and, mm -hmm. you know, take care of myself offset so that I can feel good when I'm on like right. all of that stuff. And so, um, and I mean, something I don't think a lot of actors think about just because I've seen the way actors act sometimes, um, and they can be very entitled and start to think that this whole operation is completely about them and they're the only ones who have a life outside of this set, um, which is not true at all. And so like the reality again is that my preparedness can be the difference between the sound guy getting to have dinner with his wife and kids tonight or not. Because yeah. if we work till 11 o'clock at night, he is not going to get to say goodnight to us. having dinner with anybody, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I take responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't want to walk around with this heavy weight on my shoulders every day. Like, that's not, mm -hmm. <laughs> that sounds terrible. No, but no. I take responsibility as a leader mm -hmm. for those things. Then everybody else around me will start taking like 30% responsibility yeah. and then then we're all taking responsibility for this thing and so um and if somebody doesn't do that then they don't get to stay you know and so um that's again like you can't ask other people to take responsibility for those things if you're not also willing to carry that yeah absolutely well, yeah. this is all so, so good. Um, I want to leave time for people to ask questions. So yeah. um, you have so much going on. I think one thing people would probably appreciate is do you have any like rapid fire, quick, direct sales tips? Because I know we have quite a few people that are watching that are direct sales babies. Yeah. So I, like I, it's such a weird thing because to sell is such a natural thing for us at this point. Um, but then suddenly when we're, we're consciously doing it, then we start saying weird stuff and being weird people. And it's like, oh my God, just don't be weird. Like that's literally so much of this business is don't be weird. Um, talk to people like norm, like you normally would talk to people. Um, I also think and there's a lot of people who would probably have a huge problem with this and that's fine. But, um, I, I think that the old way of direct sales is dead. I really do. Uh, where it's like, Hey girl, haven't talked to you since senior year of high school, but was thinking about you also, here's this business opportunity, the actual worst. And I did it. I did it. I did it. Oh, I want to barf thinking. I don't even want to go into the archive to think of what my first messages to people were like. Um, but I did it and it worked because that sort of worked then. It's yeah. been six years though and things have changed a lot. And so, um, 
I, the biggest tip I could give somebody is that like saying big words, like you can work your business. Like that will be attractive to a very small percentage of people to most people that will feel overwhelming. And they're like, I can't start a business. Like I cannot add that to my plate. And so I think, um, talking about it in a way that's like, Hey, listen, like, you know, you can, if you're a natural sharer of things like most of us are, um, if you're like a referral queen, you know, then mm -hmm. if you're tagging the restaurant you're at and saying like, oh my gosh, you got to go see this movie. It was amazing. Or tagging mm -hmm. the lipstick color you're wearing, whatever mm -hmm. it is, then it's probably worth you investing in getting your own link so that when people ask about it and you tag it, they can just get it through you. You can make some money from it. Yeah. And yeah. that is a concept that we're all we can all wrap our heads around right now yeah. because it's just the way that social media works and just how stuff works now. Right. Um, so it's not this foreign intimidating thing. So don't make it this foreign intimidating business. Like don't make it that when yeah. people make money from their friend going through their link, they'll be like, Oh shoot. Let me like get let a little me yeah. 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 That's awesome. I'm sure people are going to love that. Um, well, we want to, if you have questions, drop them in the chat. Otherwise, we are going to um, move to our next session. But um, while we're wrapping up, if you have questions, put them in there. But Jenna, or yeah, Jenna, what, tell us, I don't know why I was going to ask you something completely different. Tell us what you have going on right now in 2020. How can we engage with you on social media, all the stuff? Yeah, so I, Instagram is where I live a little bit. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram, Jenna Boyd. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am between seasons of atypical right now. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we're supposed to start filming at the end of October. Not sure if that's going to be the case. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, we shall see season four is going to happen. So, yep. um, yep. that's, that's kind of what I've got on my radar. There's a couple of other potential things in the works. So, I'm excited about, you know, life beyond atypical. We'll see what that ends up looking like. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited. This is a hard time for all of us, but um, it's, I do think that something amazing is going to be born out of it for those that still have their like nose to the grindstone during this time. So I could not agree more. Yeah. Um, Leah has one question. How do you avoid manager mode? with your direct sales team. I'm such a helper and I kind of don't know how to turn it off with my team. Yep, that's a huge thing because once I sort of got to a promotional level where I was like, I'm good, I can stop doing the like the daily activity and just help other people do their daily activity. It's like, no, you can't. No, you can't. Um, so um, that's a really big deal. Like for me, I personally think and have learned that 80% of your time needs to be focused on building your own business, new business coming in for you. Yeah. And then the other 20% is helping your team. Um, now that doesn't necessarily apply to people in their first 30 to 60 days. Sure. Like you, those people need to be invested in, but people yeah. that can basically look on, look at resources, Google things beyond that point, like they get 20% of your time, 80% of it needs to be spent building your own business. Because if you're not doing that, neither is your team. It's that 30% thing again. If you're not spending 80% of your time, 
they're not going to either. Like they'll be spending a minuscule amount of time building their own business. So um, that's my biggest encouragement for that. I love it. Well, guys, her Instagram is in the chat. Please go watch Atypical on Netflix. It is so good. Your role is so great. I love it so much. I'm being really annoying saying this. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um, I hope I can see you for real in Oklahoma. Oh, that's so crazy to me. I know. That would be crazy. Anyway, I love you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. And have a good rest of your day. Thank you guys for joining us. Go join our last session. We're wrapping this up and we're doing our giveaways. And then you get your digital swag bag soon. So thank you for joining us, Jenna, so much. Bye, y'all. Thank you.